Board round, session number 12. The moment you step foot on campus as a medical student, you are gearing up for one of the biggest tests you'll ever have to take, USMLE Step 1 or Comlex Level 1. The medical school headquarters and board vitals are going to help you prepare for your first board exam with questions, pearls of information, and guidance to make sure you have what it takes to score high and match into your specialty of choice. Welcome to Board Rounds, your free weekly podcast helping you prepare for step one or level one. As a medical student, your time is valuable. And hopefully with this podcast, our short, impactful, high yield questions and information while you're driving to school, walking the dog, doing dishes, wherever you are, hopefully our podcasts will help you with your prep which will help you with your score and help you with your residency match. So I'm glad to be here every week with you and with Dr. Andrea Paul from Board Vitals. If you are looking for a QBank to help you with your step one or level one, go check out Board Vitals at boardvitals.com. Use the promo code BOARDROUNDS to save 15%, or you can sign up for a free trial, no credit card, required to see what the Board Vitals platform is all about and how it can help you. With over 1,750 questions for step one and over 1,500 questions for level one, you can be sure that there are plenty of questions to help you make sure that you have the most knowledge necessary to get the best score possible on step one or level one. Go to boardvitals.com. Again, use the promo code BOARDROUNDS, all capital letters, all one word, to save 15% on your purchase. Let's go ahead and jump in and get a nice clinical vignette about a GI bleed. Andrea, back for some more board rounds. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I'm excited to continue learning and uh, feeling ashamed about how much I have forgotten since medical school. Oh, don't worry. I I learn something every day. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. It's like uh, pre-med students who are like, get to medical school, be like, I knew I didn't need all of that information. And then, and then you, (laughs) you graduate medical school and you're out practicing. You're like, I knew I didn't need all of that. Yeah. I think it depends what you're doing, but I think. Yeah. But maybe not, (laughs) not everyone. (laughs) Oh, all right. Well, we, last week we covered some neuroanatomy. This week we have some some GI. What do we what do we have going on today? Yeah, so um, I think a GI question is kind of a case based question. So I'll just I'll just start by reading the question, then we can kind of talk through it. Okay. Um, so the question is: A 65 year old female develops abdominal pain, bloody diarrhea after 24 hours. Um, sorry, 24 hours after undergoing a hemicolectomy for recurrent diverticulitis. Her surgery was complicated by hypotension, blood pressure down to 70 over 50, um, treated with a bolus of saline, and her medical history is remarkable for diverticulitis, hypertension, dyslipidemia, coronary artery disease, um, no other um, episodes of any GI bleeding in the past. Um, Her last colonoscopy was normal four years ago. Um, And the question is, which of the following um, is... I'm trying to read it in a way that uh, wouldn't be a little confusing. It says the patient's current condition most likely involves pathology affecting which of the following portions of the intestine. Ooh. So it's it's trying to dig down to now, um, you know, what where exactly in her um, GI system is this 
bleeding occurring or most likely occurring. Um, So the options are cecum, splenic flexure, ascending colon, transverse colon, or hepatic flexure. Oh, so yeah, it's a, this is a tough one. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, and, and she's presenting again with just abdominal pain and GI bleed. GI bleeding after she underwent uh, hemicolectomy. hemicolectomy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So hemicolectomy for hemicolectomy diverticulitis. To, yeah. And the hemicolectomy led to hypotension. Hypotension. So she had, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the key. Yeah. Uh, so so that's what that what I kind of clued into is, is oh, there was some intra-op issue, hypotension. And then when you were leading, uh, reading her problem list, she's got... Uh, coronary vascular disease in there as well, mm-hmm. I think you said. So it's like, oh, yeah. okay. So she's she's prone to having some sort of of ischemia somewhere, right? From from this. Um, so, but the the question it's it's interesting. The question is is trying to have you figure out kind of where I'm assuming the question is. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess that's always the kind of key thing is just make sure you understand what the question is first. Um, right. <clears throat> so for me, the question is kind of where along the chain of the GI tract is someone most vulnerable to ischemia? Yep. You've got it. Okay. That's exactly right. what it's asking. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. In this case, and, and in a lot of cases, I tell people when you see a big clinical vignette, Go to the very end and read the question first. So you have that kind of in mind when you're reading the whole case. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes there's a lot of information. And um, if you don't know what it's going to ask at the end, it's um, you almost have to go back and reread it. So sometimes that saves some time. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's interesting. So the it's almost like the the procedure and everything else that she had isn't really necessary information. You just have to remember kind of the, the vasculature of the colon and uh, where some weak points in it. And oh, mm-hmm. if I had to try to remember uh, trying to look at the, that whole network of vessels and stuff, um, uh, I, I think if I had to guess, thinking back through my knowledge uh, without really too much thought behind it, th- there's something about the transverse colon to me that stands out, but but that's as educated as I can get. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're right. So the, the blood supply, well, you're not, you didn't get the answer. <laughs> I didn't think so. You're right. That the, you're right. That the, um, arterial supply to the intestine is, is pretty, um, complicated and, and not, um, not really something that, you know, makes sense intuitively. So, um, good kind of memorization point here would just be that, um, just to remember that there are, you know, it's, most of the blood supply is from the superior mesenteric artery um, as well as the inferior mesenteric artery. But there are these kind of areas and there's a lot of collateral um, Mm -hmm. blood supply as well, which is great. But there are um, some, a couple of areas that are particularly prone to ischemia, even, uh, even a brief um, hypotensive episode um, in someone who's vulnerable like this patient. Um, And those are sometimes called watershed areas. And that's where they're kind of in between the, those major vessels, um, and there's not a lot of collateral supply. So the two places that that most commonly happens are the splenic flexure and then rectosigmoid junction. So that's um, those are the two places where you know probably most of these kind of episodes occur. 
Um, and that's and that's really because all these collateral, you know, the large vessels, um, if they're compromised, um, there's not adequate collateral blood flow specifically to the kind of those two places. Okay. So splenic flexure and rectosigmoid junction. Correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the other answers, cecum, uh, ascending colon, transverse colon, and what was the other one? The hepatic flexure? Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So those are, those are a little bit those more protected. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. So the cecum is supplied by um, branches right off the superior mesenteric. Um, so it's not particularly prone. Uh, same with ascending colon. Uh, transverse colon receives its blood supply from like the, I think it's the middle colic middle colic artery, um, which it's a branch of, um, of the superior mesenteric as well. So that's, um, not really in an area kind of at a watershed area. Mm -hmm. And then I think hepatic flexure as well is also um, supplied by that large vessel. So, um, so of the options, um, this, in this case, it's the splenic flexure. And so, um, yeah, any kind of sudden um, hypotension or, or, um, you know, decreased blood supply to that area for other reasons. Um, those will be the two areas that become ischemic first. Okay. I think, so a good learning point, I think was for, for some reason for me, again, having been away from this for so long, it it still stood out to me that the key to this was the hypotension intra op Mm -hmm. or for somebody else reading this, they, they may read it and go, okay, where was this specific surgery? What are right. they connecting, cutting apart? And how do how do we get the students to actually connect with the right part of the information that they need to know? Yeah, it's so. Um, so I think you know, in, in these kind of questions, I think first of all, it's just a matter of doing a ton of questions and seeing something similar to this before. I think mm-hmm. if you you know if you've done probably a few hundred GI questions, you will have seen something about hypotension and, you know, uh, ischemic, um, colitis of some, you know, somewhere in your, in your reading. So that should sort of pop out. Um, if you haven't, then I think, you know, the key is key is kind of looking at the, the word, like that there's a little in the end there, it says the patient's current condition. So it's trying to kind of indicate not what they came in for, but their current, um, problem. So that could help you kind of rethink, okay, wait, are they not asking about the diverticulitis? They're asking, you know, about what happened, what, like where they're at now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just really a lot of it again comes down to, I have this conversation over and over again for the MCAT is a lot of reading comprehension, just making sure mm-hmm. you're understanding what you're reading. And, uh, I, I think like you said, just questions and questions and questions will, will help you kind of hone in on, what that question writer is is thinking about when they're writing the question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of times, and, and a lot of questions that look at the same topic, it won't be a post-operative situation. A lot of times it's just a question about a patient who's coming in with um, bloody diarrhea. That's the most common sign, and then severe abdominal pain. Um, these are This is one of those like pain out of proportion mm-hmm. kind of um, to the exam uh, situations. And so those two things, you see bloody diarrhea and severe pain right away, um, start thinking about ischemic colitis. That that history of, of coronary vascular disease, Mm -hmm. diabetic, all those kind of things that go along with decreased blood flow. Yep. All right. There you have it. Hopefully that was helpful. This was a good question. 
it was very surprising to me that the key parts that stood out to me is still there for me. Hopefully it was there for you to really understand that that hypotension was a, a key part of that question. I hope this was helpful for you. Keep plugging along, keep pushing forward and keep succeeding. I hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on Board Rounds. 